What up, nerds? Welcome to the nerdiest podcast you've clicked on in the past five minutes. It is bearded and badass. I, as always, will be your humble host. My friends call me Twisty, but you can call me Nate. And joining me, as always, is Mr. Lister Blister, otherwise known as the infamous Dave. How you doing, brother, from another mother? Pretty good. I've made my day being called infamous. Infamous? Like Do you like infamous? Yeah. Infamous isn't always good. Ah, uh, it is in my books. But it's you stand out in the crowd, infamous. so you couldn't be infamous because they just pick you out of a lineup. That's right. I look like 90% of, you know, guys. What, so it's fine. 90% of the watch lists of America, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I shaved my head. Because oh, the, the balding really kind of makes it look really bad makes it stand out but you can't wear a fake mustache because <laughs> it just wouldn't work uh it would be kind of like hovering above my actual one i guess would you ever would you ever shave your beard uh yeah yeah i'm i'm at, weirdly not that attached to it really? um yeah but it's I like 90 percent of your sex appeal <laughs> that's not true oh that's sorry not true no sorry uh, it's 50 percent is the beard the other 50 percent is the gleam of your forehead I think personality gets at least like a ten percent. No, um, I don't know. No? Does, does does personality like pay into sex appeal? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if if something if part of you can be so bad, it subtracts from it, then it can be good. I always thought sex appeal was just based entirely on what you look like. I oh, know. I think it's per- the person, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Then maybe I'm just maybe I'm just You're very shallow. shallow. Like, that's fine. Fine. I know where I am. <laughs> uh, so this is the fourth ever episode of Bearded and Badass. It's been a pretty good run so far, I would say. We've had yep. um, a phenomenal uh, first three episodes. I want to say a heartfelt thank you to everybody who's listened, who's liked, who's subscribed, who's shared, etc. Um, you can find us not only on all good podcasting sources, such as Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts, but you can also find us over at uh, youtube.com forward slash twisty shape um and there's a massive playlist of about four hours worth of content not including this podcast today for you to listen to all about uh, all sorts we cover the uh microsoft buying activision we've covered uh games such as tarkov we've had guests on so far it has been one hell of a run and we're only four episodes in and i'm very excited Did i say this was the third ever episode earlier i've i can't count to that I can count it's four. potatoes. It it's, four. it's the fourth episode, um, and it's been an absolute fucking awesome time so far. So hopefully, here's to many, many more. But I want to take a quick second to say thank you, because um, it's been absolutely awesome. So, mm-hmm. on with today's show. We've got um, a couple of things that we want to have a chat about. Uh, there's been a massive uproar on a couple of outlets regarding uh, a tweet, a few tweets that were made about God of War reusing animations as well as horizon zero dawn now being the latest culprit to be using the same animation in two different games oh my days the drama what do you think travesty. about that yeah i know it's an absolute travesty, travesty. <laughs> imagine reusing an asset for a God action forbid. that's exactly the same in the sequel and it plays the exact same character and considering we're in the Ridiculous. uh the age of reboots remakes re-releases remasters and other stuff it's it yeah i can't say i'm surprised but we'll get to that uh very very soon first of all i wanted to talk to you about a game i've been enjoying remember those things games yeah i've enjoyed any games games recently um everything's gonna become a trend but it's like all i seem to be playing is 
be Warhammer. Just more Warhammer. Kind of, every every podcast all so the time. Far, listeners in his ridiculous. corner with his little miniatures being, oh, I fucking love Warhammer. It's not, even, it's not even the miniatures. It's just Total War. I, I, honestly, I tell you one thing, right? Yeah. I'm glad I'm sounding like a broken record because it's proving that I have a problem. We need to start getting you hooked on something else like meth. I need to. Stuff Elden Ring needs to come out. <laughs> Like yeah, that. so many people excited for Elden Ring. I I want to be excited for it. I want to be hyped. I want to get a little bit moist in the loins when we talk about Elden Ring. But so far, I've been jilted by every lover I've ever got hyped about. Avengers, Anthem, yeah. Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. New World, mm-hmm. all of those. Yep. Battlefield. Oh my God, Battlefield. I was so <laughs> hyped for Battlefield. And my God, did you hear they're actually considering going free to play with some aspects of Battlefield because it's done yeah. that poorly yeah what the shit and like i'm glad i didn't buy into it because i do not know many people that keep playing it i i played the beta loved the beta but i was like throughout the entire time i was playing i was like dude something doesn't sit right you know when you're playing a game or you're in a certain social thing or you're watching the film and you're about halfway through and there's just that thing in the back of your head where it's like something is not right um, I had that throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of the, the Battlefield beta. I was like, I'm loving this. I'm having fun. Yeah. But there's just something stopping me from really getting into it. Um, and then I was like, do you know what? I'm going to cancel my pre-order. I'm going to get my money back because I'm not sure about this. Yeah. And I... yeah, I'm kind of glad that I did. Same with New World. I think for me, I know it was only the beta, but I think for me, the big thing with Battlefield, I was just like, it felt, super samey like i was hoping for like game that felt like battlefield and it was like it was like the battlefield game mode and scale but every other shooter yeah and i was like oh i didn't mind it necessarily feeling like other shooters but i think for Mm. me was that it didn't feel like i i was really excited for a new battlefield that was set in like modern-esque times because i'm so done with world war one world war two shooters and stuff like that i've played them since like the original call of duties when it was world war two i mean i've been gaming for like a a fair few years up to this point now so i remember all the old call of duties remember all the old battlefield it was battlefield 1942 Mm. and everything like that and don't get me wrong i loved those games but battlefield 2 battlefield 2 was 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 the the apex in my opinion of battlefield okay. maybe battlefield 3 because battlefield 3 hit hard um and i was hoping dreaming that we were going to get something akin to battlefield 2 battlefield 3 but we yeah. didn't and it just see, <sighs> see for me so my peak battlefield in terms of modern stuff would be bad company 2 most people I say bad company 2 so much of that i but found my the time to kill favorite battlefield yeah. go on actual favorite battlefield is 2142 yes without titan a doubt because titan mode is just the so best good game mode it's, one of the best game oh, modes ever dude, made there was so nothing for better that, for those that don't know about battle 21 battlefield 2142 it was futuristic it was basically global warming screwed the planet so no one wants to use nuclear missiles because there's not enough land left for them to use nuclear weapons so you had a mode called titan mode where each team had a giant floating fortress of death that could rain down flat cannon fire missiles people could drop pod out of it it could drop tanks and everything and all this shit and the conquest mode what instead of just flags and points you would con you would get uh missile silos and they would fire up at the titan to damage its shields when the shield was down 
you could board the enemy titan and destroy it from within and it just had this amazing like amazing flow to it and they've never really tried anything it's, like it's it. getting so choked one. up with the hype there oh I know, it was, I it was I good. Was... There was nothing else like it, man. There, <laughs> there was wasn't. nothing else like it, and there still hasn't been. I remember it vividly because it felt like an action film when, like, you finally planted the bomb and you were part of the crew that actually made it to the center of the Titan. And then you yes. had to run out, and everyone was just, like, legging it and jumping off the side, and then you just watched it detonate, and it was like, oh, this feels good. That's but they've so never tried good. anything since. It's always just been, ah, oh, plant yeah. the bomb on the bomb site. It's a building in the arse end of nowhere. Or capture the flag. I'm so sick of watching the flag go up and fucking down. I I've grown to hate capture the flag game modes in most shooters, dude. Like even the one that I think it's the best in Halo. It's awful uh -huh. in Halo. Like I know you don't like Halo. But no, 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 uh, dude. Capture I used to love flag, Halo, but not anymore. Yeah, it's like it used to be good in Halo, but just the way that like I think a lot of it is it's not how the games play now, it's how people play the oh, games. Dude, like, I it. think with FPS... Yeah, with FPSs, we've reached a point where kind of there's an expected way to play an online FPS, and I don't think Capture the Flag works with it. I think if someone brought back an arena FPS, it could work, yeah. but in these kind of modern-y... I say modern... I know Halo's not modern, but you know what I mean? Mm. Like that kind of style of shooter uh, where, like, there's at least a small element of like you're a human like it's not like in quake 3 or unreal where you're like some kind of bunny hopping hip fire god I mean, like halo, just yeah. murders everything well you're not in halo though <laughs> you go play unreal and play quake and then play halo and you can see the dna but like yeah so capture i mean the flag man is just never the same i would i never play capture the flag anymore i think it was it was overwatch that really shattered my expectations when it came to relying on teammates because there were certain mm. rounds in overwatch which is obviously that the hero shooter that from blizzard that blew minds for for a bit of bit of time before the community came more toxic than fucking chernobyl um mm. and you used to get certain objectives where you had to stand near a, a minecraft or whatever it fucking was at the time and as you stayed near it it would move forwards and my days people would just not pay any no. attention to the objective because no. kills were just better and um anybody if you saw anybody like insta lock reaper uh the the green ninja with the sword i can't what his name was genji. Um, genji that's the one or generally maybe tracer as well you were like all right cool mm -hmm. so you balance are going to be nowhere near the package the entire nope. time um and it was those sort of players that you just knew who insta locked those characters you knew were going to be those kind of players um I must admit, though, I, I, I miss Overwatch about as much as I'd miss a hole in the head, to be quite frank. Same. Um, Same. I loved it for the time I played it, but I, I wouldn't go back to it now. No, and um, I've even found myself these days gravitating way more to single player sort of stuff because I just haven't found like a good multiplayer that's really clicked with me and my friends. Yeah. Valheim yeah. was like a really good one for a while. And I really want to see more survival games that have a um progression through a b c d all the way to z which is the end game goal that you do with mm. your friends rather than paying more attention hmm how can i fuck up another player because i'm actually kind of i'm wanting more of an ecosystem where i play with my friends yeah. rather than against other people for a little bit um and i'm hoping to see that more we've got a bunch of new games coming out throughout this year which have like big survival emphasis where you play with your mates mm. there's valheim there's uh grounded which looks really cool and loads of games taking from that but most of them are only four players and believe it or not i've actually got five mates so it just doesn't <laughs> really work um 
Yeah, it's weird that like a Valheim doesn't have a cap, which I think is good, right? I think Valheim it does. I think it has a cap. It's quite of... high though, right? I, I so I thought it was quite low. I thought it was like a cap of like ten. Oh, I would say ten is high for yeah. I mean, you, you can you can mod spaces. Yeah, you can mod and have more than ten. But if I if my memory if I remember correctly, the enemies stop scaling after like eight players. I think. Ah, uh, so, so ten is like ten. Ten, you just crazy. you just walk through the content, and then any more than ten, and you're just you're just decimating people um, without any sort of afterthought. Mm. So I started like playing a lot more single player adventures, and um, to, to circle back round, one of the single player games that I picked up earlier this uh, this week, twenty fourth, uh, was a game called Hidden Deep. And listeners, I know what you're thinking. Finally, Twisty has figured out how to segue to shit correctly. I know, I'm proud of me too. But yeah, so I'm playing this game called Hidden Deep. Um, I, I found it, like, one thing that Steam does, I don't know if you've ever seen, but it did, like, Steam Next. Did you did you see Steam Next? Uh, Yeah, yeah, like the Next Festival. The Next Fest, yeah. So basically, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm of an age, and... The, Cast your mind back, Lister. You may remember this, but I'm of an age where you would buy... I'm the same age, dude. I know, I'm that's what you. I mean. So cast your mind back, um, and you would be able to pick up PC Gamer magazines, Game Master magazines, and a few other ones. And attached to these magazines was utter bliss in the form of a double-sided CD, which had shitloads yeah. of demos on it. But not only demos, and... but it was also the way you get shareware and the original way that you get mods. Because that, like, the best mods of, like, the week or the month will be put on this CD. Mods for, like, Age of Empires, Quake and shit like that, rather than having yeah. Nexus mods and stuff. And um, showing our age here a little bit. I mean, I'm 30, 32 this year. Um, well, that's old. I'm, not, I'm saying that's, like, old and I'm, I'm a husband, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and basically, like, I used to thrive in this shit. I had loads and loads and loads of demos because I used to love them. And demos were basically, you know, you'd get five minutes of a game or 20 minutes that were all different sections of the game pasted in randomly. And basically it was a trailer for a video game where you actually got to play it. And then they they stopped doing them for ages and demos just weren't really a thing. But it seems like Steam is kind of bringing them back and I am fucking here for it because there's nothing better than playing like 20 minutes of a game before buying it so you have an idea of what's going on. And I played yeah. this game hidden deep. Did you get? Did you, did you play it when the demos came so out? So I only heard about it this week. I missed okay. out on the demo. I only heard about it this week, and it, yeah, it looks right up my street. So it's this. I, I'm surprised I'm having as much fun with it as I am. But it's this 2D side-scrolling, um, like horror, a horror exploration game, basically where. You're in this underwater base where something has gone wrong um, and there's all sorts of weird growths and disgusting creatures and stuff roaming about. And you have to try and get through the different days, i.e. levels, uh, and survive. You get a gun, you get a grappling hook, some rope. You have to team up with friends to try and make it through. But the point is, is that you die easily and you die often. Um, and it reminds me of like a almost like do you remember the original Prince of Persia's the old school mm -hmm. Prince of Persia? It reminds me of that mixed with I guess a little bit of like amnesia in some respects. Yeah. In yeah. that you're always kind of like poking into the darkness to see if anything tries to bite your finger off, and then you mm. have to react as fast as possible or get fucked up. 
But then additionally to this, there's like really nice physical stuff going on. So like you have to use certain vehicles to get to certain areas. You have to have AI companions helping you out at certain points. And all the different uh, characters have different classes that can do different mm. things. And you have to come together to figure out puzzles or to get through different obstacles. And it's just really, really good. And it's one of the, one of the, probably the, probably the, the first early access game this year I've got my hands on that I've sunk hours into and walked away being Ooh. like, do you know what? Enjoyed that. Don't care if I have to start from the beginning when it fully releases. Enjoyed the fuck out of that. Yeah, like I've started treating like early access stuff in general as an extended updating demo. Yes. And just being like a Kickstarter back, which I think is intended. Yeah. Being yeah, like, 100%. I get early access, great, but really I'm just doing it to support. It's the main reason I gave money to Tarkov. Yeah. Like just... I like what you're doing. Yeah, I love what you're doing. Here's, Here's some cash. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll play it a bit. I'm not too bothered till you hit 1.0. Is um, there any, like, early access I'm... game that, like, really slapped for you? Oh, let me have a look through my Steam library, because I did kind of kick off with quite a few of them. I think the latest one for me that I had to stop playing before right. I sunk too many hours in, I didn't even hit 10 hours. I stopped. And Black Skylands. And okay, I what's stopped. that? Oh, so yes. Black Skylands is like a top-down shooter set in like a post-apocalyptic world with all these floating islands that yeah, are you're like, like decimated airship, by like war. Yeah, yeah. And you have like an airship go between the islands and there's like this these alien beasties called the Swarm who live in a storm that's like crawling in. And it's got like... um. It's even got like a little Stardew Valley type thing because okay. on your home base, your father ship, it's called, you have to build up like the homesteads and have them like grow stuff or have them make in a turn into a foundry to get like new stuff so that you can upgrade your airship and everything. And it's just fantastic and looks amazing so, and has a really dark opening. So wait, it's got base building as well? Yeah, it's it's quite light. So, But, no, but, but, but it's got base building, yeah? Just yeah, bottom, bottom line, it's got base building. Because if a game has base building, I'm fucking in. Like, it doesn't so matter what, what kind of base building in, I'm in. So you have set plots of land, and yeah. you can choose what those plots of land are used for. Growing cabbages, a foundry, a storehouse. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> I mean, that does sound like something up my street. I think I... Oh, you should I try it. I think I sure. may have played the demo because it does ring a bell. Mm. Um, I remember, like, you I'm not going to, about, I was just about to drop a massive spoiler then, but I'm not going to. But I, I think it rings a bell because I kind of, you get like a grappling hook where you can just jump over yeah. stuff. Kind of, okay, yeah. And to get like, if you have to clear a gap, you have to jump off into like the open the abyss air and fall and use the grappling hook. Okay, cool. Top down. I might, I might um, have to have a nosy at that because that does sound like something that would be right up my alley, to be honest with you. Other but I'm that, like, I, I'm not that. There's a lot of early access games I've bought into early, mm -hmm. but it's like there's actually not a lot of content there. So it's, you know, I, I really did just buy them for the, um, like, it's like, I like, like the Graven. Idea. Yeah, like yeah. Graven. I love the idea of Graven. It's like a kind of old school FPS exploration y type thing. Right. Um, and it's kind of like, um, Old school FPS meets Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But there's not a lot of content yet. Uh, right. And COVID has hit the studio really hard. So they're really struggling to get the content out, which 
complete respect for. That's yeah. life. Yeah. Um, but it just means that I've got it installed, but I'm really not playing it because it's just really installed so that I see the so big sure content remember. update. Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I bought into Rust when that first came out. Like, I, I went through a, a big phase of being hugely into, um, like, survival shooters and stuff pvp survival games i was i was big into the daisy mod and then after that kind of died out a little bit i was kind of chasing the next big survival shooter fix and i went through like rust hurt world um a, a, a bunch of other ones i'm not really naming very many the seven days to die all that sort of thing and like when i first got rust and this is why early acts games are amazing when i first got rust it was on a map that was always the same. Um, it didn't have any power system. It didn't have vehicles. It only had like prefabbed buildings. Whereas mm. now Rust is this completely, uh, like every map is procedurally generated. You can craft whatever you, you want out of all the Lego pieces you get. There's vehicles, there's power systems, there's blah, 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 blah. And they've really turned it into this really fully fleshed game and sort of, uh, work to turn it into what I think is perhaps one of the premier um, FPS PvP survival games and stuff where you can fuck mm. over the other player and then go home and, and ride your horse for a little bit because, um, you know, that's what everyone wants to do at a weekend. The only problem <laughs> is these days I'm no longer a uni student and therefore can't spend, uh, you know, 18 yeah. hours a day playing it. So as soon as I have to get off to go to work, some dickhead who's, uh, you know, still in school or something and doesn't have to work and doesn't have responsibilities just fucks me over while i'm offline so i've, yeah, I've not been seen, able to play um, it anymore i've seen the signs but it's like i work nights please leave my stuff alone yeah <laughs> it's just like because because you have to because it's, it's one of those it's one of those sad things where you just don't uh, like a lot of the the always online games again another detractor for multiplayer for me i guess a lot of these always online games is there's always somebody awake and they will stitch you up yeah. because it's fun. Yeah. And I, I can't deny, I've been that guy sometimes. It's always fucking hilarious to think, ah, this dickhead's going to come back to nothing. Um, like, but it's part wonder, of the game, I guess. I wonder how fixable that is, because I was thinking like a locker, a stash that if you're not online, isn't you can't get into. So there are Simple mods that. that basically, I believe, there are mods where you, you basically you place a thing called a tool cabinet inside your base, for Rust to use an example. And mm -hmm. basically it gives you a certain like area of effect that oh, means yeah, that yeah, your yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. won't uh, degrade over time. Or if it does, it pulls um, resources from this tool cabinet and heals yeah. itself so it doesn't degrade. Now, as far as I'm aware, there's mods that basically your tool cabinet checks if you're still online. And if you're not, it then makes everything immortal. So okay. you can't be raided while you're offline. You can't be raided while you're online. And that's really cool and everything. And they've integrated like a mobile app so you can set up alarms in the game that trigger an app on your mobile. So you can, you have an alarm system of when you're being raided, your mobile goes off, which I think is really fucking smart. I think that's really fucking smart. But unfortunately, I'm not hardcore enough into that game to want to be in the middle of the cinema, get a fucking ping that my base being raided and be like, all right, see you later, love. I've got to go fuck off and save me uh, save me kit before I come back to nothing. Jesus. Um, I just, I couldn't do that. But I could imagine there are some players out there who love that game so much they would they would be that sort of person. Yeah. Where it's like they're I, in the I shop, their phone goes off straight on Discord. Oi, lads, we're getting fucking invaded. Let's go. I know uh, there's plenty of people who have stopped playing Rust. <laughs> 
Yes. Um, like uh, enough times, I think that was the, the 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 breaking point for for a number of me and my friends is for like the fourth time in a week we we'd go off to work or we'd go off with and and do something outside of gaming to come back with nothing and it's like man that's yeah. like sixteen hours worth of playtime just, just yeah. gone um, and we can't get it back. We had some great times, but unfortunately, it's just yeah you, you can't compete these days and it's just not that, like no. once. Like everyone's could people be like, oh, but once you play on a modded server that has that thing, and it's like, yeah, but we could do, or we could just go play something else that has our attention. Yeah, now. plenty around. Yeah, Valheim. And like social social deception games have really caught my my interest for a while now. Um, we were talking about it actually on Discord today. Uh, Dread Hunger, I think it was called. Oh, good. I haven't played it. Desperately want to play it, so but you need like eight mates to play it with. Otherwise, it's just no point. Yes, because. You, so I would say, if you had just started playing it and you want to try it out, right, you can probably play six with one throw. Yeah. So imposter is from you. Really, yeah, yeah, the imposter. But really, you want seven or eight and two throws. Fair. Um, but that game is criminally underrated. That yeah, is probably that. one of the best ones I've ever played. Some of the stuff we've done in it is just like, so I've got a mate. I got a mate called um, Mr. H. Ryan. Yeah. Um, and we have this when we play games. We have this weird connection where, like, we make the same jokes and we think the same thing, and we constantly do the same thing. Like, there's a joke that we're the same person. Okay. In certain things like, um. And we got, both of us got picked as the thralls, yeah. right? We didn't talk to each other for the whole game and everything we did benefited the other. Wow. I was about to get caught and he called in a blizzard without knowing, which meant that <laughs> I, got, I was able to sneak and run. Um, just as he was panicking and doing his last ditch effort, I jumped off the boat, distracted everyone so he could go right up to the captain and kill him. And there was no conversation about Man, it I need to play this game. um we both blew up the boiler with gunpowder right. at two separate times and just each time it just helped the other one like it's so just a random thing yeah it just helped and we just ended up just winning this match and we absolutely destroyed like absolutely <laughs> destroyed <laughs> them it was we felt really bad after but it was so good I want to um I want to try. There's one in space as well, but I can't remember what one's called. But you're like in a it's like a 1970s hotel on a space oh, station. Um, um, but I can't remember what it's called. Top of my head. I picked it up a long, long time ago. Played a couple of rounds with randos and good fun. Um, but the first time I played it, everyone who was a rando was like, ah, oh, you know, you should try doing this, and it should help you out. I did it, and they were like, yeah, only imposters can do that, so we know you're an imposter. And I was like, you bastards. You First class well trouble. First class trouble, that's the one. Yeah, they properly yeah. stitched me up. Bastards. Um, but eh, it is what it is. Um, but and, yeah, uh, social deception games have, have been... Like, ever since Among Us came out, mm -hmm. like, social deception games have just been, like, the, the thing. There's a, there's a fucking mad one called Unfortunate Spaceman. Dude, I love Unfortunate Spaceman. Like, that's fucking... That's by New Blood. Well, I tried to convince um, people for ages to play it, yeah. and then it went free to play, oh. and everyone wanted to play it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like to be fair, I admit, I or to be fair, I hadn't heard of it until it came out free to play. Yeah. Um, but that 
is just fucking mad that game because you get guns it's just yeah you do all of the among us stuff with guns power-ups and skill trees but and i remember it's just insane i remember among us was like the savior for any youtuber that had run out of content yeah. to just fucking beat like a dead <laughs> horse holy shit um like so much like fucking among us content came out it was it was ridiculous but I, personally i don't know if it's just me but i genuinely find among us to be the fucking dullest thing to watch but the funnest thing to play i couldn't yeah, sit there I and agree. just watch somebody play it it'd be like watching fucking world-class uno it's like yeah but it's uno i'd rather just fucking play it yeah like i i i agree watching among us is real dull yeah i don't know why i don't know why it's just i think it's I, I don't know. It's I don't like I don't really like any of the designs in Among Us, but yeah. like the actual underlying game is just fantastic, really. Um, but I I'm just try what what I find fascinating about Among Us though is it was out for fucking ages it was out for so long. It's been around for like like three four years or something before it just got picked up. It blew up and everyone went mad for it. But that's, I think that's the power of, of, I guess, in this day and age, as much as I hate to say it because most of them are dickheads, but mm. that's the power of social media influencers, I think. Yeah. Is that I think it literally, like most games that blow up, and I think we saw it or we're seeing it again now with Project Zomboid, is that they released yeah. like a big patch. A certain like subsection of, of uh, streamers, I think it was like Twitch streamers, picked it up and it just blew up and it's weird because mm -hmm. there's been people who have been sat there playing project zomboid for years and now yep. they're they they have been thrust into the limelight because they're the most knowledgeable about it so like mm -hmm. you, you'll see like and i think that's like both a really good ecosystem and also sometimes can be a really bad ecosystem because i can imagine there's probably been like some lad who's been sat there and he's been streaming project zomboid now for three years yeah and then everybody's on it now and he's still going to be sat there at like 10 viewers because nobody noticed him and now it's like this big thing and he didn't get swept up in it. But then some people would have been swept up on it. So it's like, um, it could both be the good with the bad, but it's really interesting yeah. how it seems almost cyclical in nature that we kind of, a game will explode, then teeter out, another game will explode, then teeter out, another game will explode, then teeter out. And you just have to try your hardest if you're ever trying to, if you're wanting to try and make it within streaming yeah. or content creation, you have to find that next big thing. Fuck knows what it'll be. It was Fortnite with Ninja, then Among Us mm. with like disguised toast and stuff, and then Project Zomboid with uh, fuck knows. Uh, Tarkov had it with <laughs> Pestily. Like I don't know. I don't follow Zomboid enough to know who who no, like, that's really fair. rose to creme de la creme. I've had that installed. My mate bought me that like as a gift because he noticed I added it to my what, wish Zomboid? list, and I'd kind of forgotten. Yeah, yeah. It's installed. Haven't played it yet. It's okay. Like I don't like it because I don't really like those type of games. It's a lot of fucking inventory management. And um, it's mm. like isometric. So once you've killed like your first set of zombies and cleared your first house, I, I for me, I was like, yeah, I pretty much seen all this game has to offer at this point. Mm -hmm. But I think I was being really surface level with it where I know some people who've like, who, who've really like dug down, built their own bases, built communities, yeah. made role play servers and stuff like that. And like, hey, power oh, to man. it's be a, good for role play servers, dude. It's it's really good for that kind of thing. They're very much living their best Walking Dead lives, um, and that's cool. Like, yeah, fucking hell yeah, because it's it's hardcore, it's rough, it's it's uh, 
it's a struggle to survive sometimes, but it just, mm. I, I like my game as either third person or first person. I don't really like That's the fair. isometric look. Um, so That's I just, fair. it just didn't hit me right. Um, but I've got a lot of friends who are playing it. They've got their own servers right now. I have one friend who, who talking about like content creators, he has been doing survival games for some time now and he's been doing very well. Project Zomboid came out and he made a bunch of guides on Project Zomboid and he blew the fuck up and it is oh, unreal how much that happens yeah dude uh the guy's called mr atomic duck he's a really great mm-hmm. guy you can find him on youtube.com forward slash um mr atomic duck or twitch.tv forward slash uh mr atomic duck and he does uh just project zomboid he's really good at it he has his own server and stuff like that and it's really really awesome to see him doing well um i've known him because we checked out like a, a zombie survival game together and stuff um and it's really cool to see him sort of taken off when it comes to that but um well i think that's one of the big things though is you have to look for what the next big thing is and ride that wave like a champ <laughs> yeah but definitely i find it kind of definitely. weird because um again to segue oh, like a boss uh the <laughs> other darker side of social media influencers we're kind of seeing right now um you, you may have you may have seen it lest i think you have um, I, because of literally a few hours ago on your discord i think yeah I posted on my Discord today because it pissed me the fuck off. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, like, I'm, I'm gonna call it a spade. It pissed me off, and it's the second time I've seen it, and it really fucked me off because it shows. Let's get angry together. It shows the naivety <laughs> and lack of understanding the average dickhead has when it comes to games yeah. development. So basically, 100%. um, and I genuinely actually think it also feeds into the whole um dog shit console wars we're currently experiencing because back in back in my day when it was the original Xbox or the Xbox 360 and the PS2. The, the, the console wars were like a little bit of a bit of a rib tickling, bit of a my console, bit of than your console. <laughs> Whereas nowadays it's it's full on angry keyboard typing, face slamming fucking bullshit. Where it's like, oh, but the Xbox has this and the PlayStation doesn't have this and all this trash. And it's fucking, it's, it's I'm very over it. Very fucking over it these days. Um, but... <laughs> I digress in anger. Um, mm. the, the thing that we're seeing, or at least we've seen twice now, both with God of War and with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. Um, so, sorry, God of War and God of War Ragnarok, the new one coming out this year, hopefully. Yeah. And yep. then Horizon yep. Zero Dawn, which came out a fair few years ago now. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Horizon Forbidden West, Forbidden West which is out uh, next month. Um, basically, they take, they're, they're taking two snapshots of a single animation for god of war it was kratos jumping into his rowboat and for horizon zero dawn it was uh aloy jumping off a mountain and throwing her grappling hook back up as she slides down yeah and people have basically taken uh little screenshots of these put them side to side as they're running the animation of being like it's the same animation and they're charging us 70 pounds to reuse the same animation and it's like yes Let's forget about the thousands and thousands of lines of recorded dialogue, the maps that are completely different, the other animations that are completely reinvented, all the different weapons, different combat systems, different Different enemy types, different NPCs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But no, 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 no. To cause outrage and try and get me a bit of leverage on the old Twitter machine, let's hyper-focus on this one area and completely blow it out of the fucking ocean when it comes to reusing assets. Like, look, it costs a lot of money to make a new game, and it costs a lot of money 
to, to, to do everything else when it comes to it. Not just making the game, but marketing and processing and publishing and blah, 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 blah. Reusing yeah. one animation that worked fine in the first game. Like, there's only so many ways you get into a fucking just, boat. Yeah, it's just... It, it's just stupid because, like, it's the same character, right? Yep. In, broadly speaking, the same adventure and peril and skills that they had in the last game. So why wouldn't you reuse the asset? Yeah, like, it makes no sense not just, to. It's just st stupid. It's just a stupid argument. It's also the people that were like, you know, with... um another one that came up a while ago that really pissed me off when they're like uh look at me destroying fruit in call of duty compared to destroying fruit in halo infinite or it's like it's a flat texture with bump mapping or whatever versus like individual objects yeah and it's like i think my favorite uh, one who was cares? um someone playing Ratchet and clank and they were running through a sand level and be like doesn't leave footprints and they ran into a bush and be like the foliage doesn't even react to the character this is why insomniac will never make a good game meanwhile marvel spider-man yeah, sat man. here being one of the highest rated comic book games ever made in our lifetime and it's like yeah okay shut your face and go and live on the sun yeah because it's just, it's just touch touch grass go out and touch yeah, grass it's this it's oh this, my god I don't know if it's just me, but I, I am starting to sense uh, a heightened entitlement from gamers who who think that yes. they deserve, like, every game has to be mold-breaking. Every game has to be, uh, like, the best game ever made by, hmm. like, the most multi multicultural uh, and diverse set of game developers and everything out there. And it's not necessarily just looking at it as, like, a single piece without looking at everything else in the market it's wait what a, was that before like, there has to be multi well the games that complain that it's multicultural yeah well there's been like a lot of complaint and stuff about um well i've seen like a lot of complaint about mm. oh it's yet another whitewashed studio where it's only like a bunch of white guys from poland making a game and they'll all be okay. like and like people will be complaining that it's like oh they're all just white dudes making a game and it's like yeah but they're all from poland it's not exactly a multicultural place to start with well i mean i get the thing i guess with me for that one i see I see what they're getting at, but they're directing it the wrong way because mm. there are plenty of uh, studios out there. Yeah, with like the diversity that oh, 100%, that, all, yeah. that they're getting annoyed at the lack of. But it's just why would you direct your anger at a studio that isn't that? Yeah, I. So this you know what I mean? Why would you direct your anger at an indie studio that's like, like let's just say like five white guys or something yeah. making a game? It's like, but I why not find... direct your energy to raising up the studios that Dude, are? You've literally taken the words out of my mouth. There's so yeah. many people who will, who will direct their energy at uh, ripping open uh, an indie studio, or maybe even sometimes a AAA studio who are making a new mm. game who maybe aren't that diverse. And it's like, yeah, but there are also hundreds of studios out there Perhaps, well, perhaps hundreds is maybe an overestimation, but it probably a growing... is a hundred. It probably is hundreds. But there, there is definitely a growing, or at least from my observations, I could be wrong here. Please correct me if I am wrong. Anybody in the comments, etc. But there seems to be a growing number of studios who are more multicultural, who do have different genders throughout their entire thing. And I think in a lot of cases, when it comes to making a studio, especially because of like money, and sometimes it is just you and your mates wanting to make a studio, sometimes mm -hmm. the studio does tend to be made up of primarily white guys or not. Um, I would love mm. to see 
and all female gaming studios pop up. I would love to see maybe a completely non-gendered studio pop up. I would love to see what they do. I genuinely think that diversity in video games can make for better video games in some circumstances. Um, But I I definitely think like people getting angry primarily because a studio hasn't done anything wrong apart from the fact that their makeup of the studio isn't very diverse. It's It's a very weird um, place to invest anger. Yeah, it's like they're they're confusing they're confusing um like just circumstance with malicious intent. Yeah. Like, it's don't like no, this is the circumstances of the studio. This studio isn't deliberately hiring I mean, I'm sure there probably are some horrible people out there oh, in charge of dude, studios 100%. who are. And I, I will but just I will just quickly add this very, very quickly. If there is a studio out there who is made up of white guys who have intentionally rejected um diversity hires etc or you know hiring people of different genders races creeds etc those are bad people i am not defending those before i have anybody leap on my fucking like no no of course but um (laughs) i do i do find there is like a, a certain subculture which which seems to have a go at people just because they aren't diverse not through choice of their own yeah sorry continue and uh i i i just think uh i think a lot of it is um I won't, without getting into like a larger philosophical thing. <laughs> um, I think a lot of it is there's a lot of anger in the world. Yes. There's a lot of people that quite rightly are oh, 100%. struggling to direct where they should direct that angry energy. Yeah. Because, you know, really rocking the boat can be quite scary. Yeah, oh yeah. So they're 100%. probably, you know. So like, I'm, I'm going to be honest. The... It was a Freudian slip, and as soon as I said it, I kind of shit myself because I was like, ah, oh, I've kind of put my foot in it this time because I'm going to seem like some sort of fucking really like right leaning. Yeah, let's whitewash everything. I'm not that kind of dude. I I will never be that <laughs> kind of dude. It it was just an observation that I had made that I fucking. I should never have gone anywhere near, and I feel like somebody is going to misconstrue completely. But fuck it, we're in it now. We may as well stick to it. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It'll be fun if it does. Well, you know what they say. Like, you got to have a little bit of controversy to 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 sort of grow mass appeal. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's the trick, just, to, the trick to success is just it's to piss be people an off. Asshole. Yeah, hundred percent been working on it for years why stop now but yeah i I find this this outrage uh going back to the original topic of of like reusing assets so fucking confusing considering we are in the age of reboots remasters remakes etc 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 and people are getting Mm -hmm. pissed off because people because like the same animation is being used although i did find it quite funny because some people were comparing gears of war and the run cycles in gears of war as the same animations and it is like do you know what you're not wrong some people are even yeah. like i mean the assault rifle though is the same in all of the halos so it's kind of the same thing and it's like um, actually it's not it's magazine size and recoil pattern have changed between uh different entries in the series oh god that makes actually that makes me hurt but physically they look the same <laughs> apart from the texture <laughs> and stuff like that and but like and it's, it's such this weird like non-argument and, it really um, is. It really one of the is. things that I want to outline so hard to anybody who listens to this podcast, right? If you see a take like that on the internet and you're like, this is a dumb take, 
here is something you should do. And I think, Lister, you may agree with me on this. Feel free to interject. Okay. But here's something you should do, right? Ignore it and move the fuck on. No, it's not rocket science. Retweet it and get it trending. Yeah, retweet it. Get it in more people's hands. Get it out there. Get further people agreeing with it. Yes, spread awareness of this bullshit argument. No, it's like, mute um, them. Move on. Fuck me. It's not hard. There's that. There's that one guy, and I think it might have been the guy that did the COD fruit and Halo fruit thing I mentioned. Mm. But he, I, I, I don't even remember his name, so I can't even give him false like full credit attention for Good. it i can't even so that works out quite well but i'm fairly sure i was looking at his youtube channel and his twitter and yeah. he basically makes a living by complaining very passionately about things that are pointless and no one actually gives a shit about and then like really big game devs will retweet stuff in disagreement and it's yeah. like but that's the thing it's it's a, it's a, <sighs> it's a subculture of the the outrage culture we've had since like 2020 where like everyone now has an opinion because of, there's so many social medias out there that if you have an opinion you can ram it down someone's throat and mm -hmm. um it's just like just because you've got an opinion doesn't mean it's a good one and uh then what was the thing that you can't argue is stupid either and a lot of these people that yeah. have these opinions and buy into outrage culture tend to be kind of stupid too because you'll argue and they'll be like no like what? Honestly, a lot of the time, anyone that gets like really angry about a video game thing, I'm usually like, mm, I kind of like, I like, I'd you know, I wouldn't sit next to him on a do bus. You remember, do you remember I Francis? Yeah, uh, Boogie Twenty Three or something like that. He was like yeah, the yeah. original outraged nerd dude, and that, that was a joke. That was, yeah, it was, it was a character that he'd made. For anyone who doesn't know who who Francis no, is or real. Boogie. Um, basically he was, I want to say one of the OG YouTubers, um, yeah. who was basically just this big dude and he just get obnoxiously angry about bullshit to do with video games. So when Diablo three came out, there was this big issue where when you try to log on on launch, much like a lot of, um, new games, especially online based games, um it gave an error because everyone was trying to go at the same time and people got really pissed off mm -hmm. and the video that he did which i think was probably one of his most popular ones was him like slamming his keyboard against the the desk and like breaking it and stuff and that was like a meme back in the day like fucking angry gamer guy slap like smash his keyboard but now it's like it's a culture now it's a thing that yeah. people do to make money and that scares yeah. me. That makes me like really concerned. Like, cause it's just, so some people yeah. like out there, like one of the biggest like jobs that people want these days is like social media influencer or streamer mm -hmm. or YouTuber, etc. But a lot of these people, like I want to say, honestly, a higher percentage of these people are not nice people. And the messages they're spreading to try and make money tend to be like the wrong messages. Yeah, there's there is a lot of like um it's like they desperately wanted to get like to where they are. Yeah. And they never like they just kind of kept pushing because there's always more to do. Yeah, like, 100%. You know, life is one of those things in it where there's always something better and if you get too obsessed with it you can end up turning into quite a a nasty person and yeah. then now it's easy to get a platform with that kind of success 100 i think that's why you can see such a clear-cut difference between like influencers that have come up around the 2020 2021 2022 
and then influencers that were like OG, like two of my favorite big video game, I guess, influencers out there, which is like Markiplier and Jacksepticeye seem mm-hmm. like absolute, like I, I've never met them, so I could be wrong. They could be dickheads, but yeah. um, they seem like outwardly genuinely decent human beings. Um, yep. However, some of the influencers you're seeing pop up these days with the scandals and the slander, and um, mm-hmm. and it's very much like uh, to compare it to TV. Um, it's like the the reality TV where it's a like car crash TV. You watch it because, like, whenever you pass a car crash, you're always craning your neck to see what's going on because you're <laughs> nosy. Um, and it's very much like that where you're you can't help but watch because you want to see how this person's gonna fuck up, and you're waiting for them to fuck up, but at the same time you're elevating them to higher status because you're giving them your time. And after all, that is yeah. like the, the most valuable asset you have is your time. Yeah. Like going back to what you're saying about like influencers, like for me, my big, big influencer for me would be uh, Northern Lion mm-hmm. and Northern Lion just seems like a Dude, pretty chill, pretty like nice good, guy. Seems like a good guy. And like, he does have flaws and he does do asshole things. But when he talks about them, but the thing is, it's little things. It's nothing major. Yeah, it's like, like, like I don't want to talk to people in the queue at the store, at like the store, and then yeah. we'll do a big rant about how he hates talking to people. Yeah, it's one of those really it's weird like... things where it's like he, his thing yeah. is like I just want to talk to people. Whereas like one of the big scandals was the guys that ran the CSO, the CSGO scam website and oh, scammed God. thousands of pounds of people, and their apology That's was scary. The, like, holy fuck, dude! The the um. The apology videos on that shit were 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 faker than plastic tits. They were got like his dog so in a death lock. Yeah, he's like, "Look at my dog. I'm so sorry, guys, but look at my dog. I'm so oh sorry." God. And it's like, mate, you're sat in like a million dollar mansion. You haven't refunded anybody, and you're telling people that you're sorry when you couldn't be less sorry if you tried. Ridiculous. It's like the only person that I would give any credit to, even though I don't like them is um i think it's jake paul when he or they might be in logan paul when he did the uh the death forest um video and he filmed that egregious video and he did this big thing about an apology and stuff like that and it does seem to me i mean i don't watch a lot of his content so i could be wrong again tell me if i am but it does seem to me that he has attempted to pivot and his brother not so much but him at least one of the Logan, mm. one of the Paul brothers, I don't know which one, they're both Belland, but he does seem to have pivoted <laughs> his content somewhat to try and save face and make up for it. But again, it's, it, they just don't seem yeah. like very nice people. Well, I think one of them ended up hiring someone to basically stand around while they were filming videos to go, you can't do that. I mean, that's a good shout. You ever seen, do you watch Scrubs? It's, it's funny it's it's kind of fucking bad that they needed it but i get what it you're is. saying when it's a good shout but, but have you ever, you ever seen scrubs do you watch scrubs yeah, at all? yeah 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 so yeah. there's an episode in scrubs where jd goes i need a, a guy who turns up yes and says mistake and this opera singer turns up and just sings mistake. and um and like throughout that entire video it's like that that's basically what so many like social media influencers need is a guy to turn up and be like you're about to make a really big fuck up. That is mm-hmm. a mistake. Especially like, in the age of like council culture and shit. It's as well, like the other thing that really baffles me, right? Is 
as a kid, I was taught how to apologize to people. Yes. Right. You just, you start off by saying you're sorry. You say what you're sorry for and you say what you're going to do in the future about it. Now I know that was very like taught as a kid, but I feel like that's a really solid lesson. And as an adult, that still works. You know, I'm sorry. I did this wrong. I'm sorry. I did this wrong at work. Here's what I'm going to do in the future to avoid the mistake. You're perfect. You apologize. You acknowledge what you're apologizing for. You acknowledge the other person's feelings and you talk it out. Yeah, exactly. It's like, but, I don't know how they don't know how to do it because it's like I'm sorry, but but it's the same sort of people. This can make me sound fucking old now, but it's the same sort of people who don't know how to go. Please, thank you. Yeah, like I, I will, yeah. I will say please and thank you to inanimate fucking objects. I'll bump into a door and be like, oh sorry, mate. Oh, it's the door. <laughs> um, I, I have to admit, I'm pretty bad with my please, but I'm good with a friendly tone. And I'm good with my thanks. I always say please and I always say thank you because yeah, as my I'm mother my has please. reminded me time and time again, I was fucking brought up, not dragged up. See, and I'll that... be stuff like, I'll say stuff like, I won't ask like if you can pass the salt. I'll be like, oh, do you want to just pop the salt over here? And I'll forget the please. But I feel, but the friendly tone. Yeah, yeah I guess that kind of makes it fair. Plus the way you're saying yeah. it's like, oh, can you just pop us the, can you just, can you just. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I get like it. the please is implied, which yeah. is really bad. But no, I mean, <laughs> but... I, think it's, I think it's good, just like good vocal inflection to be able it's to It's not just have... like, give me the salt. Yeah. Salt, please, dickhead. <laughs> salt. Oh, I, said, salt. I still you said please. <laughs> I still said please. Fucking hell, man. It's like, I, I, people think that I'm probably like rude and obnoxious because I swear as much as I do. But I'm actually, I actually have really good manners while I'm calling you a cunt. So yeah. swings and roundabouts. But going back Please to the original topic, because we've we've, I feel like I feel like this is perhaps our biggest tangent to date at this point, because we Hell have yeah, gone from is. talking about remasters and reboots and everything to talking about the intricacies of diversity within the gaming industry to talking about I'm saying gonna... please and thank you while calling someone a cunt, and I've also managed to offend you know probably two of the biggest YouTubers on the planet, not that they'll care, um. Re- opinions on remasters, reboots, and remakes. What do you What do you think? Do you give a so, shit? So I I so I guess where it would come with me is first of all, if you're remaking a game and you remake it well, whatever you want to class it as a reboot, remake, or remaster. Yeah, I don't think that's an in something that you should be inherently annoyed at people, especially if it's a game that doesn't really run on modern systems or like was a bit of a cult classic, but. What about I films? would say films are exactly the same feelings. Okay. Um, but what I would say with a remake specifically, because a remaster, you don't actually have to change much. You're yeah, just making sure it runs on modern systems. Yeah. yeah, frame rate, at least 60 FPS, widescreen yeah. support, that kind of thing. You, I, don't, I don't expect a lot from a remaster. But a remake, I lean towards, and the same with films, make it your own. And I think that's okay. why the Demon Souls remake is so good because um, they've really made it their own. Well, when you look at it, although it's very similar, they've yes. really injected their own style into it. So I think. I, the thing is, and I and I, I I find this to be quite interesting, is I think with remakes, while mm. you can change the skin and the bones of it, the soul still has to be the same. Um, I I yeah, but the see, I would say. I would say the soul 
Well, then, first of all, I think I think if you're doing an authentic remake, you can't change too much about the soul of a game. That's anyway. what I mean. Yeah. But you can actually mold that soul more than you think without losing it. Do you know um, what I mean? Look at Resident yeah. Evil Two. Still, very much has the soul of the original Resident Evil game. Resident Evil but, Two. But, but that's right? what I mean. Is that they've changed the skin, they've yeah. changed the bones. So if you count the skin as how it looks, and you count oh, the bones okay. as the mechanics, that's that's okay, the things yeah, that no, have I changed. What you're saying. But the soul of it is still there. It still yeah. feels like Resident Evil. However, yeah, yeah. they didn't do it very well on Resident Evil Three, where oh, oh, they changed the, they changed the skin, they changed the bones, and they used the same skin and bones that we saw in Resident Evil Two. They wore it, and that was fine. Like... <laughs> but they changed the soul, and for the detriment the soul, of the game. Yeah, because the soul of that game was the clock tower level. Wait, uh... correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be wrong <laughs> on this one. But in the original Resident Evil Nemesis. You know, mm -hmm. or, or at least in the in the remake where you go into that uh, area where you get face fucked by the insect, mm -hmm. that's not in Nemesis, is it? Um, it is the Demos, the Drain Demos, isn't it? But it's a very different kind of area. But it's you um, don't, wait, Drain Demos, which what's, what's that? That's the, what the that's what the thing's called. The bug is called. I a drain they were called Demos. like antlions or something like that. No, no, no. They're called Drain Demos. Okay. Well, regardless, yeah, they're called Drain Demos. Ah, oh, fucking no. They're all just ugly things that I shot. Yeah, they mutated fleas. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. So we're on the same page. Is that in Nemesis? But it's it's is it very different? Um. So from what I remember of the original, it's obviously constraints. It's obviously a series of screens rather than yeah. one continuous open corridor. Um, and it is in there. There's less drain demos, but they're more dangerous. Oh, okay. They're kind of but like the spiders. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they okay. will like, like it will take. It takes a lot more to kill a drain demos in the original than it does in this. Yeah, that's. For I sure. also remember the boss fight in the new one as well, where he's running around the walls. He's just like doing the wall run in a circle, and you just put mines in the I don't wall. Even think and that it's happened. Like, what What the hell is the point in th this boss? Yeah, like that's rubbish, and and that the worst part about it, right, is the bet they cut the best nemesis fight in the whole game, which, which is that? Carlos versus the nemesis in the hospital. You know that zombie yes. holdout as Carlos. Yes, yes, yes that's yes, yes. meant to be the nemesis level two version, uh, stage Didn't... two, where he's his jacket's ripped, yeah. so his limiters off. He's got the big tentacle arm and the big throbbing heart. That's Didn't they even out skip of the machinery. that level? Like he he doesn't. Well, it's the it's at the um it's the hospital that it happens at, right? Yeah. But they've replaced it with the zombie siege. Because instead, because I don't think he even gets that form in the remake, does he? No, it's he, he goes straight he to dog mode. Straight to dog mode. Yeah, which is just which fucking is bizarre. But like that's yeah. what I mean is like, and I think for the most part, in my opinion, a lot of the remakes we've had have been absolutely cracking. We've had mm. um the really good in general the Resident Evil remakes have been pretty fucking yeah, superb. Like, I have a lot of problems with Resident Evil 3, but overall, I, I did enjoy I playing it. it. I enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. Um, I was yeah. going to say, the remake of Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, both beautiful, brilliant, really, really enjoyed mm -hmm. them. The Medieval remake, fucking love Medieval remake, pretty garbage. <laughs> Why? Because the one oh, thing, really? the one thing that was the problem in the original Medieval was the camera was fucking ass. You were, it was like it had Alzheimer's or something because it was just all over the place. Um, and the one thing they could have fixed 
is the camera. Mm -hmm. They could have made it like a really nice fixed over the shoulder camera would have worked really well with the entire game or even done it in like a, a fixed position like uh, the old Resident Evils. They could have done so many different yeah. things with it. They and have it just it. smooth follow you. Yeah, uh, they unfortunately yeah. didn't touch it. And in my opinion, it really didn't fix what was wrong with Medieval as to oh, why it would have really shame. needed a remake. And I love Sir Daniel Fortescue. I My character in World of Warcraft that I played for many, many years was called Fortescue. Because I was a huge, huge fan of Medieval. And unfortunately, yeah, the remakes didn't live oh, to the expectations. Um, but the Final Fantasy remake, which I think was perhaps one of the biggest remakes, um, probably when it comes to the entire genre of, of remakes, if you can call it a genre, I think <laughs> both was beloved by like a certain demographic and fucking hated by another demographic. Yeah. Like, I, I was not a fan. I loved it. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was great. So, for me... I ended up watching a playthrough of it, was it or my most playthrough? of a playthrough of it because <laughs> of course, yeah, uh, because I bastard. just, um, <laughs> I just, <sighs> I just don't like that combat system. Oh, I love the I combat don't system. Like that That's JRPG the best thing. System. That like, is the best thing. I'm, I was trying to phrase it more democratically there, but I just don't like it. Dude, turn-based combat systems like can it. suck my dick. This is like, this oh, combat system is wrong. way better. There's a reason I, I, when I do replay Final Fantasy VII, I play it up to a certain point and go, yep, yeah, that's enough. Okay. Um, I usually play it up to pretty much the end of disc one. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I'm done. Right. I don't need to play anymore. I'm done. See, um, I, I absolutely adored the new combat system. It felt yeah. fresh. It felt crisp. It felt clean. It felt like, because what was the one where you're driving around with the boy band in the car? Um... Fifteen. That's the one. Uh, that combat system was not enough of a change, and I just found myself hanging off a sword off the side of a building for most of it while my mates did all the work. And it really yeah. just—I got—I found it really dull. But the Final That's Fantasy fun. VII remake one was took that combat system but made it involved. I and like pulling I, off a certain combos, switching between the characters, the slow mo. Oh, I'm gonna play again after this. I think I might—I might pick it up on PC at some point in the future when they fix it because oh, yeah, yeah. they released they basically released it in development build yeah is what the problems were caused by so if they fix it and it comes out and it's cheaper at some point a, I'll, I'll grab it but I the um, with the with the remakes right i think the best example of like my feelings of like pointless remakes though because there is one that was a pointless remake in my opinion okay shadow of the colossus Oh no! See, I like the Shadow remake. of the Colossus has had a remaster and a remake, right? Oh, I played the remaster, then not the remake. So the remaster was on PS3, and the remake was on PS4. Oh no, no, no! I played the remake then, yeah. So you played the remake. So the remaster is just here's Shadow of the Colossus with its uncompressed textures running at 60 FPS, hmm. and it plays the same as it does on PS2. Looks fantastic. And then the remake came up and they were like, it's going to be a ground up remake. It's going to be everything it was supposed to be. And it is a ground up remake. Yeah. But they emulated how the game handled. Okay. And the game and Shadow of the Colossus doesn't handle that great. You're very floppy in it. And it's fine. You're not a warrior. I get it. But it's like it's the inertia sometimes is too much when you're trying to do something like walk. Yes. Or move around. And... For that reason, if if someone wanted the best experience of Shadow of the Colossus, like I think the PS3, I think the PS3 remake uh, remaster is the best way to play it. 
genuinely. I don't think I had any issues with it when I played the remake, mm. but I I just loved oh I that loved game. it. Like I do love the game, and I played the remake probably just as much as I played the remaster. So probably played it through like a couple of times at least. Yeah. Uh, the original I did a fucking lot on. The original I played all the time. Um, but it's just I just don't get the point of that remake outside of it looking nice. And it is a game that deserves to have like a ground up graphical remake. But I just don't see the point of that remake. Well, there's the new I one really now didn't called um, Pray for Gods, which looks really good. It's very Shadow Colossus, but new. Yeah, they were the ones that got, they got sued, didn't they? And they Did had they? to put an A. Yeah, so it was called um, Pray for the Gods. Yeah. Or whatever. But like P R E Y. And Bethesda right, yeah. were like, uh, actually. Uh, standard. And fucking sued them because of Pray. So they had to change Lovely. it. To, they had to add Bethesda. the A in. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of like reboots and and, re and remakes and mm -hmm. stuff, is there any like is there any film that's a reboot that like really sticks in your head or TV show perhaps? because uh, I can't believe like I how think... poorly received the Cowboy Bebop like I guess so live action reboot was. I loved yeah, it. That was like, great. I I rarely get on board or rarely like a remake of a film okay. because a lot of the time so. Off the top of my head, the most recent remake I saw, there's a really fucked up film. Right. Called, um, I think it's called 13 Beloved. Right. That might be the remake. Uh, let me just double check. It's, it's a Thai horror film. Yeah. Right. It says Thai horror comedy. The laughing stops pretty soon. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Huge, huge content warning. Very gory. It's a full on. 18 rated horror film oh, from no, Thailand, okay. right? But it's great. There's a remake called 13 Sins and it just makes pointless changes to try and get a lower rating and it's terrible for it. Oh. Like, they cut out one of the most fucked up scenes which is usually, like, you know, it sounds weird to say it, but it's, it's a really fucked up scene and they cut it. I don't even want to say okay. it because A, it's gross and B, spoilers. Right. But they cut it in the remake. And it's a, that scene is a real turning point in the film where the main character's like, oh, what am I fucking doing? Okay. Like, what the so, fuck? So if you were going to say fucked up in terms of fucked up films, what would you compare it to? Like Martyrs or a Serbian film? Oh, not quite that level. Okay. But don't think I'm doing it a disservice. Like, don't think that means it isn't so fucked up. So more like hostile? Because or... they're like, they're like fucking up, like um, right at the top. Yeah, no, 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 no. Serbian film is fucked up, but it's nowhere near the top of the most fucked up films. I'm, I'm saying on the scale. On the like, scale of like, like what the average up. consumer might watch. Yes, uh, a Serbian film okay, is probably... Fair the most prolific fucked up film. But in terms of like how fucked up is fucked up, it's not very fucked up. Like, so basically, uh, like, okay. So don't don't go like, into it. No, 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 no. For the, for the, I'm for just going to say, the premise of, of 13 Beloved, the premise of 13 Beloved is simply, would you like to play a game? Okay. It's really simple. I might have to have a look at it myself because I, I quite like fucked oh, up films, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I remember the one, the one remake of, or reboot of films that I actually really enjoyed and I might get shit for this, but I actually really enjoyed the remake of um, Evil Dead. I thought the remake of Evil Dead, yet. it's actually really good. It's not, like, let's be clear, it is not anywhere near 
the caliber of Ash and the original Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 because Evil Dead 2 is still to this day Which, Evil of, Dead 2 yeah is it's still to the day itself, a remake the best film uh one of my favorite films one of my best it's horror so films good. it's great um and I mean don't get me wrong like the entire trilogy of the original Evil Dead of uh, the original mm. Evil Dead like claps it is fucking great if you haven't seen it please get skip put some time aside to go back to some fucking amazing films evil dead one two and evil dead three army of darkness brilliant films so good but um like we're talking like alien level of good it's good um but the new one is like really good because it takes so many of the beats from the first the original evil dead and reproduces them but with like modern day cameras and mo- and effects and stuff and if you like yeah. if you like old school grindhouse gore schlocky films but you like them with a fresh coat of paint it's basically like a hd remake of the original if, if that's what you're looking for okay. so it's really good it's schlocky horror fun um it is kind of fucked up in some in some places as the original evil dead was um but it's a nice remake slash well slash reboot hmm. i guess but Have in terms you, um, of like reboots of films, I can't really think of many others. On a side note, have you seen Drag Me to Hell? Yes. Didn't like it. Good. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I didn't like it. It's, it's like on some of these like you. records of like amazing films. I enjoy it. So I think I think it's a really it's a great film by Sam Raimi. And yeah. I kind of it I feel like it's him being like, here's all these ideas I had for Evil Dead. I'll just make another film called Drag Me to Hell with it. Like, don't get me wrong, I didn't hate it, but it's just it just didn't I don't know, man. A it's lot of very, horror films these days. It's just... um Yeah, it's a bit it leans a bit too much on Sam Raimi's comedy side than horror side yeah. at points saw, when it shouldn't. But, we you saw know. the latest scream recently, that kinda that hit in the that hit the nostalgia's pretty hard. And yeah. then the other day I watched a film. Do you remember the scary movie films? The ones that were like pointing and laughing at all the horror tropes and stuff? Mm-hmm. So they tried, mm-hmm. this is from a completely mm-hmm. different directors, but it's the same idea where they, they, it's called Untitled Horror Film. And it's pointing fun at the trope of all these horror films that have come out over, over the uh, Rona and everything, where they're all doing it via like a laptop screen and stuff and via cell phone cameras and things Untitled like that. Untitled Horror Movie. Yeah. yeah. So it's called Untitled Horror Movie. And it was fucking shocking. It was what, shockingly awful. bad. Yeah, it was so trash, dude. Like okay. the the thing I find with like a lot of horror films these days is the, that they they set up a set of rules and then shit on them, and it's like why are you mm-hmm. setting up rules to your horror film to then break the rules that you set up? But anyway, this film is apparently, or so the synopsis tells me, is supposed to be poking film at fun at all these films that we made using people's laptops, such as uh, I think one was called Host, um, which mm-hmm. was I found really really good, but this one is um like it's supposed to pick up fun at all that all the characters are massive bellends um for anybody who who's li- listening to the podcast i did a big wanking sign then because that's the sort of people they are um and it just it nobody was likable everyone was a bellend um the the i'm gonna spoil it for you now because don't fucking waste your time watching it the death <laughs> scenes they literally the characters strangle themselves they're not killed by some sort of weird entity. There's not some like fucked up event or anything like that. They literally put their own hand over the throat and then strangle themselves in this really pathetic way, much like Lister's doing now. Um, although ne- not even quite as entertaining as that, quite frankly. 
And it's just, it was just a depressing film to watch. It came out, like, we finished it and we were just like, oh, yay, that was oh, dear. fresh. So we've gone back to American Horror Story to see if we can, uh, we've got the latest season of American Horror Story yeah. um, double feature, which so far has been okay. We just finished um, Red Fear or, or, or whatever it was called. Um, the, the first section of it, really, really good. But then literally the last 20 minutes ruined the entire fucking thing. It was like, this is really good. This is really good. This is really good. The last 20 minutes, dog shit. Absolutely well and truly dog shit. I often find that like when people tell me like the very last part of something is bad, um, I usually have a much less visceral reaction to it or I'm like, that is an interesting way to do that. I mean, Which, an interesting may be said <laughs> in a variety of ways. So, like, it's just it's just such a weird way of doing things, and it's such yeah. a okay. a peculiar like tonal shift where basically one of the characters uh, throughout all of it, it they to, to, to put to put like a, a not really spoilers on it. Um, well, it kind of is basically. Everything has been fairly um, ordinary up to this point. But then out of nowhere, for some bizarre reason, it almost seems like one of the characters gets supernatural abilities, even okay. though up to this point, there's no such thing has ever been mentioned. And they don't actually get supernatural abilities, but to have pulled off what they pull off in 25 minute in, in this 25 minute section, they need to have supernatural abilities because it's fucking <laughs> nigh on impossible. And that's the thing is like they, they spent, it, it comes back to what I was saying earlier. They spend an entire season of like six episodes because it's obviously split into two setting up these rules that like, you know, this, this is the rule here. This is the only problem they have. This is one of the, the linchpins to the problem, to the situation they have. And then mm -hmm. in these last 25 minutes, this problem just goes away. It now doesn't exist. It's not a thing anymore. And it's like, but why? Why has it been a problem up to now? And then suddenly, without any sort of resolution, it's like, you know what? There's no problem anymore. This makes sense. Um, and it's just really fucking weird and really pisses me off because I fucking love horror, except 90% of horrors cannot stick the landing every time. Yeah. Um, like, I think um, I always say that, like, Horror is one of those genres where you actually don't need an ending that wraps up or explains everything. No, no it doesn't. You actually don't. Sometimes it's you fun. can actually just end with like the death of the main character yeah. and they never find out anything. Yeah, that's fine. There doesn't need to be a redemption yeah. arc. No. Like sometimes that's, like, that's um, the idea. Like there's an amazing HP Lovecraft story that I always talk about when we're talking about like especially people being stupid in horror games. So it is um I think it's uh, oh, what's it called? I can't. Oh, fuck, <laughs> so amazing story, but I know now. what happens in it. Right. Um, so what happens is he goes to investigate his artist friend's house as his artist has disappeared, mm -hmm. right? And he he has a key. He lets himself in the house, explores, and it's all deserted, and all of the art's really kind of twisted and weird. Right. And he goes down into the basement, which opens into like these weird. Because of caverns. course you do. Of course you do. Yeah. Well, he's and he sees a painting that almost seems to be alive, right? 
something moves in the back of the cavern. Right. So he runs out the basement, locks the door, locks the house up, throws away the key and tells the authorities it's deserted. No one wants to go in there ever again. <laughs> Good. Is that what he should do? Yeah. He like, just goes, nope, and just runs. Like the average <laughs> man are from like, oh, fuck this shit. I think it's Pinkerton's model. It's not Pinkerton. Pinkerton is a character from H.P. Lovecraft stories, though, isn't it? I know what I would call it, HP. Well, I really well, want to know it. Pickman's model. Pickman's, Pickman's model. model. Right. So, yeah, it. it's Pickman's model. And, yeah, he literally just goes, nope. <laughs> I, do you know what? It's genuinely refreshing for that to happen. Because there's, there's like, yeah. two pet peeves that I have in, in horror movies. And they're, like, the pet peeves I have in pretty much any movie is the second one. But I, I find this to be getting worse and worse is films that show everything in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But apparently, and I don't know how true this is. Again, it's another thing where I read and you know saw interviews with people. But apparently, this is done on purpose because larger audiences, such as the American audiences, will not see, or the average audience anyway, will not see a film unless they know exactly what to expect. Yeah, there's a, that's like yeah, there's a really big problem with that. Yeah, but then um, if you look sure. at like. If you look at some of the trailers for a lot of the Marvel films, the trailers are doctored to not show specific details. Yeah, well, really Marvel's weird. kind of in this, like, weird position where, like, like people get real fucking angry about Marvel spoilers. Oh, dude, I would. Like, really fucking angry about it. I, I, I Marvel think people have a right to get angry about spoilers, place. though. Um, I think it... I think... Well, I mean, it's very circumstantial. Like, I think if you're like, I'm about to do a spoiler, I'm about to do a spoiler warning, I'm going to yeah. spoil something, and then people are annoyed when you spoil it, that's a bit weird. Um, and when it's like um, a really old game or film that's like almost achieved like a cultural impact and yeah. you spoil it. Like, imagine being annoyed because someone spoiled who like Darth Vader was. Imagine being annoyed if someone Wait, was like... It? Luke Skywalker's dad. Fuck. Uh, fuck. <laughs> like, imagine being annoyed. Bruce Willis was dead all along. Fucking fight me, bitch. Yeah. Spoiler exactly. Sixth Sense. If you haven't seen it yet, fucking, what are you doing with your life? And that's the to be in defense of Sixth Sense. That's like the least interesting thing about that film. There's not much interesting about that film. It used to be no. great, but not anymore. It's okay. It's M Night Shalamalamalamalam. He's not had a good one since. Um, Signs was okay. I actually liked Signs. It gets a lot of hate. I thought you were about to say I actually liked Avatar. I'm going to be like, you're right, this podcast's over. Thanks for coming. What, you James know? Cameron's Avatar? No, the yeah. the Avatar Legend of Air. Oh, you're a twat. Uh, so I haven't seen the Avatar series. And I, got, I haven't seen the Avatar film. I haven't seen the series, but I got 20 minutes into the film and I instantly, I, I vaguely know anime by proxy of people I hang out with. Got 20 minutes into the film and I was like, well, this, this is dog this shit. shit. Yeah, it was M. Night Shyamalan who did, uh, who did Avatar, really? the, the, uh, the animated film, yeah. Not the animated oh. film, it was like a, the film based on the animated series, yeah. I see. And then he hid under a rock for many, many years and then came back with, uh, I think he did a TV series, perhaps? I'm not quite sure. Okay. Oh, no, 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 he did, um, he came back and did Glass. Ugh. Did you not like Glass? Ugh. I haven't seen it. I heard good things. Split shit as well. I heard good things about Split as well, but I haven't seen Split. It's Split has some very um, 
weird messages. I like James McAvoy though. Uh, Glass is boring. Fair enough. So on on for final notes on reboots, remakes, remasters, and whatever else begin with re. What 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 are your stance? Do you not mind them? You're not going to shit, or is it a case by case I, basis? Like with any other game for me, it's a case by case basis. Like right. uh, obviously, Resident Evil Four is getting a remake. Right. I'm very excited for it. I actually will be annoyed if it's super faithful because okay. I have Resident Evil Four. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. If, if I don't if, need to replay it, if you've if you've stuff. ever been outraged by anything in video games, what is the thing that has outraged you the most when it comes to video games? Like the oh most God. outrageous thing that you remember. So the most recent one in memory yeah. was I'm going to try Destiny Two, and then I booted it up, and it was like. You need this expansion yeah. and this expansion. Don't forget the battle pass, or you can't play online. Or oh, by the way, there's also a season pass for like the PVE stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, dude, I, I, what the fuck." That was, I think, I think I, in fact, yeah, I think that was one of the biggest things that pissed me off as well. I, yeah. I got Destiny Two, big Destiny Two fan, was loving playing it, one of the best shooters going. Um, and. It got to a certain point where I went to get a certain gun that was really good in PvP, like the Dead Man's Rifle or something like that. And legitimately, bear in mind, I bought the current Battle Pass, I bought the current, um, so the current Season Pass, and the current DLC, or yeah, Expansion mm -hmm. Pack, whatever. I went yeah, yeah. to buy the gun, and they went, no, you need Last Season's Season Pass. The only way for me to get Last Season's Season Pass was to upgrade my dlc edition to the special edition of the dlc and i was fucking like no hell. no not fucking interested that's anymore fucking, this is bullshit that's I'm the out, stuff I'm that outrages me now more than anything and um and i bear in mind I'd already, at this point i'd already given like destiny like 200 pounds worth of my money and I, I still had contact content locked away from me and um at which point I then obviously found out there was sunset and some stuff. And I was like, right, okay, so let me get my head straight around this. And I still to this day question this to any Destiny player because it is something that baffles me. You want me to pay more money to unlock the content that is behind a paywall to then take it away from me? The fuck? Yeah. I I mean, I, I will probably try Destiny 3. Yeah. Because I, like... The Destiny story, I don't give a shit about. Right. Um, because it's fucking Wait, hilarious. Wait, Destiny story? No, if they do a oh, Destiny Oh, if they do one. Right, right, right. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Then I will probably give it a go. But if they're going to pull all this shit again, yeah, I'm I, just not going to bother. Just not interested. Because do you know what the worst part is? It's a really fun shooter. I had a, I had a good laugh with it. It was good oh, fun. Oh, it's fantastic. But, it feels so good. Yeah, it does. It really, really does. And I don't want to do disservice. So I will say this, and this may... Obviously, it's separate departments. The people who do the art team and the and the gameplay team and stuff like that have fucking zero input on how it's marketed and sold, etc. Everybody who has mm -hmm. worked and made that game has put their blood, sweat, and tears into it, and it feels great. It is mm -hmm. hand over heart the team in charge of the uh, paywalls and the marketing and stuff like that that are well and truly fucking that game over, uh, in 100%. my opinion. But I think mm -hmm. we have come to the end of our time today, my friend. I think we have nerded out. Unless you have anything left to add? Uh, no. I no. think uh, I think we've. Uh, I think we're we're good. We're all good. So if people want to go and hang out with you, where can they find you? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Mr. Listerblister, and on Twitter at Mr. Listerblister. 
And you can find me over at the same places, twitch.tv forward slash twisty shape and over on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, etc. at twisty shape. Same everywhere. I will be including links down below if you're watching this on YouTube uh, where you can find us. But I'll also put links over on uh, the old um, Spotify, iTunes, etc. as well. Thank you very much for joining me today, Lester. It's been awesome nerding out with you. It's been a pleasure. Is likewise. there anything you would like to say to the listeners slash viewers? Uh, thanks for all the support and feedback. This is like a hell of a lot of fun and uh, we're going to keep keep continuing it. Yeah. As as you keep enjoying it. It's been really good. Um, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. We're well on our way to uh, to 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 10 uh, episodes and it's really good fun i'm having a blast um so hopefully many many more to come and uh yeah thank you so much again for the support and for the views and for the the likes subscriptions etc if you're enjoying the podcast make sure to tell your friends about it um let them know where they can find us let them know about the podcast etc and thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for support if you want us to cover any specific topics or you want us to get our opinions on certain things or potentially you want to suggest a guest for the podcast, because we do obviously have one guest per month, make sure to leave it in the comments below on YouTube or get in touch with us via the Twitter handles below. And um, beyond all else, have a fucking cracking weekend until the next episode. And, uh, See you later, folks. Toodles, bitches. Ta-ra. See ya. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>